This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's why you might want to check out State Farm Small Business Insurance. Why? Because State Farm agents are small business owners too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This is Recode Media with Peter Kafka. And since you're listening to this podcast, you know that today Rupert Murdoch, age 92, announced he is formally stepping away from his media empire in November. What does that really mean? And, and what happens next? Got a great guest to discuss that with, Brian Stelter, formerly of CNN, New York Times before that. Brian is also a Murdoch specialist. He's written one book about part of the Murdoch empire. That's hoax. He's got another one coming out called Network of Lies this fall. So he's the perfect person to discuss this. Is it a torch passing, Brian? Is this, is this, is this what it seems or is it less than it seems? I think this is more than what it seems. I think there's a mystery at the core of the story that we don't quite know yet, right? There's, there's more to learn about the reason for the timing of this announcement. Because this has been happening in slow motion for at least several years. Again, he's 92. Yeah. He was going to leave one way or the other sooner than later. Give us the, the slow motion part of it. The slow motion part of it is what you can see when you read the Dominion v. Fox legal filings, uh, which is something I've spent far too much time doing in recent months, combing through Rupert Murdoch's emails and text messages and the depositions of Rupert and his associates. What you can see is a man who is shockingly passive, a media mogul who acts more like a bystander than an owner of his company, a man who acts like a passenger in the car and not a driver of the car. Uh, and you might say, well, he was just saying that to get off the hook at, with Dominion. Well, He's done one, that in the past with the he, News he has, of the World hacking story, which was not very believable at the time. And, and more recently, he was, of course, under oath, and he was having to give over his emails and text messages, which affirm what he said under oath. Uh, which is that, you know, he's more of a newspaper guy than a TV guy. He wasn't really watching Fox. He was not intervening when these voter fraud lies were spread, uh, even though he should have. Um, and they, he may regret it, which he had now. My point is that he, he was acting, even in 2020, like he was already retired, or at least in semi-retirement. And l let's be clear, that is a big change for him because even when other people were nominally running his companies, when it came to news properties in particular, Rupert Murdoch was very involved and there's very there's degrees of, of involvement and, and we can talk about how Fox News was different than the Wall Street Journal, etc. But he loved news. He's a news guy, came from newspapers. Um, he doesn't care about Fox Studios and things like that, but he really cared about the news operations. And that's kind of what he has left that he's walking away from now. And so you're saying, look, the evidence has been that for whatever reason, he has been moving away from that for some time. I do think so. And, and, and speaking with sources uh, for my next book, Network of Lies, I heard this theme over and over again. I had a, a longtime Murdoch lieutenant say to me, I'm going to look down and get the quote. They said, there was a time when Rupert would say jump and people would say how high, but not anymore. And, and to me, that sums it up very cleanly that he lost some of that power, some of that sway, uh, some of the, the fear that was put in employees and put in rival companies, CEOs, that's just not there anymore. And I would argue Peter has not been there for a while. Would you agree? Good question. I mean, he there's just lots of deals that didn't happen, I remember, for years because Murdoch might have been involved in them. I guess my question is, who is what? what is filling that void? Is it his son, 
Uh, Lachlan, who is nominally in charge and, and maybe really in charge of the company right now, for a while, you know, we discussed this a second ago, for a while, you know, the person who ran Fox News was not a Murdoch, it was Roger Ailes. So if Rupert Murdoch is not steering the ship, hasn't been steering the ship for a while, who's had their hands on the oh, the, the tiller, the rudder? <laughs> I, I'm not a boat guy. Neither am I, but I think the, the, the answer, you know, the, the, all, the slightly too cute answer is, no one, nowhere, nothing, no how. The, the, the short answer is no one's really in charge. The, the, slight, the slightly longer answer is that, yes, Laughlin Murdoch is in charge. Suzanne Scott oversees Fox News. You know, Robert Thompson at News Corp. Like, yes, there are executives. There is a chain of command. But when you look at how the places operate, when you look at some of the errors that happen on Fox News, for example, uh, what you see is a leadership vacuum, a leadership void. And it lends credence to the uh, gossipers and the gawkers who say that Lachlan Murdoch is a laid back, that, that he's a, a caretaker CEO, that he's not actually all that involved. You remember the piece, including, I mean, you remember uh, Ben Smith's column for the New York Times, other pieces in 2020 and 2021, suggesting that Viet Dinh was actually running Fox Corporation. It was um, a lawyer at, at, at Fox. Who yeah, just he was the head out. lawyer, you know, and of course, Din denied it at the time, but lots of sources were all saying the same thing. And then in the wake of the Dominion settlement and all of that embarrassment, uh, Din uh, departed. And, uh, well, it has maybe not quite yet departed, but he's about to depart with more than $20 million uh, on the way out the door. So it does once again raise that question about uh, where the leadership comes from. It's not just a question for people who are concerned about the content on Fox or in the Wall Street Journal. It's also a question for shareholders. Fox Corporation as a stock is down more than 20% uh, in the last five years, you know, ever since the uh, the spin uh, at the time the Disney, asset, the Disney deal happened. You know, if you're an investor in Fox Corporation, you are not happy with what you've seen in the last five years. Talk about that. So when I look back at it, I see Murdoch selling off a lot of his assets to Bob Iger for seventy-one billion. Looks like he got the much Murdoch got the much better end of that deal in retrospect. Last year around this time, uh, Rupert and Lachlan floated the idea of recombining News Corp and Fox into one company, and they had some argument for it. But it also seemed like it was a succession play. I mean, can we can we look at that stuff and say, oh, he's been winding down his Rupert Murdoch has been winding down this company or his his involvement in this company for a bit. That's certainly the way that I see it. You know, I, I spoke with a source this morning who who uh, wanted to uh, wanted to observe and emphasize that, you know, wow, that, that Disney deal was impeccably timed. You know, it, it's a lot like the Jeff Bucus deal with Time Warner uh, yep. selling it off to AT&T. Uh, Rupert Murdoch. If Rupert Murdoch wants to sell you something, you should really question why he's selling it. <laughs> he saw the top. He knew the top, and and since then, it's been this gradual uh, downward slide. Uh, you see it again in in his Dominion uh, deposition, where you know, and I'm interested in the Dominion deposition because Rupert Murdoch never gives interviews. He never. He very rarely speaks publicly. It's very hard to know what what's happening in his head at any given time. Uh, but under oath with Dominion, he said, you know. I don't watch the network as much as I should. He said he rarely talks to people like Sean Hannity. He, he sounded not very involved. He sounded like a guy who really enjoys his vineyards uh, and his yachts. And by the way, that's what I would do too if I were 92 years old. Right. And that's both, that is very believable. The argument about, I want to go back to this Dominion argument. I mean, you brought this up earlier. 
In the past, when Rupert Murdoch has been in legal trouble about what his companies did or didn't do, he said, I, I, you know, I didn't operate it. Someone else did. And and if if you are oldish, you'll remember the News of the World hacking story from probably 10 years ago now, where he sort of stood, he was testified in, in, I think, in Parliament, sort of like, I don't I don't know what's going on. And there was a lot of suggestion that he was sort of playing, that he was a little enfeebled. Wendy Dang came and smacked someone who was uh, going to attack him away. It was a big scene. Um <laughs> <laughs> and that he was sort of playing up that he wasn't that hands-on. And it was kind of hard to believe that he did not care about what, in that case, were his, the gossip his newspapers were publishing, because that's really what he cares about. But again, just to reiterate, you think that this time his emails and his deposition are the truth, that he really is disengaged. I think it points to a truth about the company, that you know, the people that you believe are driving the car are actually not. Now, now that said, Rupert's also been very, very... Um, uh, savvy, as you've pointed out, in never taking responsibility, never taking the fall, right? He, he always have some, there is always someone else to blame. He's always been able to shift the blame. And that might be what's happening again here. So the most interesting theory that I've heard so far today is that with the Smartmatic lawsuit looming, with the shareholder lawsuits against Fox looming, that this is Rupert Murdoch getting out of the way of whatever else is to come. Now, look, Dominion received almost $800 million. Dominion fought very hard uh, to get Rupert under oath. Uh, I've spoken with the Dominion lawyers about this. Fox tried so even harder to stop him from having to testify, right? Having to be deposed and having to testify. And a lot of people believe they ultimately settled that weekend or, or that week because they were trying to make sure Rupert would not have to testify. So with a Smartmatic lawsuit looming that might cost them even more money, with multiple shareholder lawsuits in the works, is it possible that Rupert is coming up with this new title, Chairman Emeritus, in order to, you know, wall himself off from the yep. litigation. What do you think? I wonder how that works, because they won't, they'll say, sure, you're executive chairman now, but you were chair back then. Back at the Blah. time. 100%. So we still want to talk to you, Rupert. I don't know you're getting off that easy. I agree with that interpretation, but it's an interesting theory to think about, you know, what what is what is Fox facing? What's Fox heading toward? They're heading toward even more of this big lie litigation. Um, given how devastating his testimony was, Helping Dominion, hurting Fox. You got to imagine Fox would do almost anything to avoid him having to testify again. We'll be right back after a word from a sponsor. Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him, the sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yield. So he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB. MVB? Be? The most valuable business. Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit QuickBooks. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes are in APY. APY can change at any time. And we're back. So here's what we know. We know he's 92. We know that no matter what, he he has a limited amount of time on earth to run Fox in whatever, whatever way. At some point, he will no longer be with us. Right now, Rupert Murdoch still controls his company. It's a publicly traded company. But he really controls it like a private company through a trust that he controls. When he dies, uh, control of that trust goes to four of his children, one of which is Lachlan, one of which is James Murdoch, who used to run the company with him, split off from it succession style. You and others have floated the idea in the past that maybe James Murdoch would try to come and, and wrest control of the company back at some point. Is that still something you and others are thinking about? And and what do you think happens to Fox regardless of whether what Murdoch's title is the next couple of years? 
for as long as Lachlan Murdoch is uh, the chair and the CEO, Fox News is what it is. Um, Lachlan is as conservative, perhaps more conservative than his father. He is certainly more in tune with Trumpism than his father. You know, Rupert Murdoch is a Mitch McConnell Republican. You know, I don't want to say a Mitt Romney Republican, but, you know, Rupert and Mitch are tight and they are old school, you know, what Trump is call rhinos. Yeah, yeah, business. And, and, and that's what, you know, Trump hates and, and Trump uh, rants against Rupert on a regular basis. Uh, Lachlan, and you could see this through the Dominion filings, Lachlan is more open-minded toward Trump, although also skeptical. He's more open-minded, at least he was in 2020, and I have reason to believe that he still is. He's certainly not out there speaking uh, so negatively uh, about Trump. So that's significant. Now, that's for as long as Lachlan is in charge of these assets. Going down the road a little bit further, yes, I do expect you know a HBO succession-worthy drama at the moment Rupert is no longer on this earth. But I could see it going any number of ways. And I think one of the mistakes, you know, a couple of years ago when this was first floated was that it was viewed as a black or white. It was a one winner, one loser, winner take all situation. And, it, and it's not. It probably won't be. You know, uh, I think it'll probably be a lot more complicated than that. It certainly could be more complicated, right? There are various scenarios, reorgs and 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 uh, spinoffs and sales. There's of lots of assets. different parts of the company. You could you could you could split it up into different size chunks, right? And so you do have James Murdoch on the outside, the liberal son. You know, his wife Catherine calls herself a radical centrist. They held a fundraiser for for Biden for the Democrats last year on the Upper East Side. They, they are clearly in opposition to what Fox News has become, and there's no secret about that. Where Elizabeth and Prudence, the other two adult children, stand, that's that's unclear. Uh, and the new Michael Wolf book points to Elizabeth as as a, obviously the, a key key part of this. Um, you know, it's interesting that you know, and I know you know there's criticism of the Wolf book, uh, and, and I can understand why. But the timing is remarkable. Uh, it's called The Fall. It's about the end of the Murdoch dynasty, and here this we are. This is the are. book that's out this week that begins with Murdoch's fake obituary. Yes, it imagines the obituary. It plays out these scenarios of what would happen to the trust uh, when Rupert dies, and. You know, um, I have noticed some factual mistakes in the book myself, but there's some reporting about Elizabeth that I think is new and revelatory. He says Elizabeth has been maintaining a relationship with both brothers, with both Lachlan and James. You know, she sounds like Switzerland in this situation. Um, and she, according to Wolf, she's advocated selling all or parts of Fox Corporation. So, you know, again, that points to one possible outcome down the road. Uh, instead of one child winning, the others losing or something, maybe it's a lot more complicated than that. One of the questions I always had about Succession, the, the HBO show, is why do the kids, why are they fighting so hard for this thing that they don't seem to be very good at and don't, you know, don't seem to like very much? Are there Murdoch children who are very committed to the idea of running all or some of their dad's company? Yes, I think the answer is yes. I think there are. Um, we, you and I look at Fox and News Corp, we don't see a growing asset. We see uh, businesses in secular decline. We see a, a company saddled by print newspapers and another one saddled with a cable television asset uh, in the era of cord cutting. All of that is true, and all of the family members are well aware of that. However, they are still billionaires controlling a, a, a very, very lucrative asset that is you know, spending off cash. With enormous influence basis. as well. With enormous influence. And, and by the way, it's not a growing asset um, in terms of the media and tech uh, industry, but it is in some ways a growing asset in the Republican Party. Fox News, for all of its uh, challenges with Tucker Carlson's firing, self-inflicted wound last April, the audience has mostly come back. The first two GOP debates are both on Fox this, this summer and fall. You know, There is no indication that Fox is losing its political influence. If anything, it's gaining even more. So uh, in that context, yes, I think there will be a real battle. And again, in the Wolf book, uh, he writes about Lachlan Murdoch 
flying to the Middle East, seeking investors, seeking um, financing for a buyout. You know that, that, that according to Wolf, and you know this is on him, not not me, but he says that there there is active interest by Lachlan in in arranging the financing to take Fox Corporation in, in that way. So to take to take to take the company private. To buy it back from the the public shareholders. That's the way I read it, right? He it talks about raising money from outside sources, uh, and then the question is whether um, some of the other uh, kids will go along with that. You know, it's it's more than a fork in the road, right? It is is much more like a four way intersection or something even more complicated in terms of the various ways it could go. You've been reporting the story forever. I assume you were on the phone this morning. What what's your quick snapshot synopsis of the vibe in Murdoch Land this morning? What's the gestalt? That the impossible has become inevitable. You know, that 20 years ago, Rupert Murdoch would say, I'm never retiring. 10 years ago, Lachlan Murdoch said, Rupert's never retiring. That this was unthinkable. I mean, for goodness sake, and I, I, I relived this when I was working on Network of Lies, which comes out in a couple of months, I was going through all of Rupert's marriages, and he essentially ended more than one of his marriages. Um, because, you know, the wife at the time wanted him to stop working, or at least to slow down a little bit. And, and the answer was always, no, I am going to, to continue. I'm going to keep going. There's nothing else I can possibly do. And yet that impossibility, Rupert retiring, did become inevitable, in part as his world and his power has been shrinking. Um, and I, I don't want to overstate that. He can certainly get almost anyone on the phone. He can almost he can still dream up various deals. But he's not the mogul he once was. And the industry is not what it once was. Rupert Murdoch's power in part came from his ability to maneuver around the chessboard when the chessboard was finite, when when content and, and uh, distribution were scarce. And now, as you know, Peter, better than I, it, with, with such abundance, we are seeing a new Rupert Murdoch be able to exist every day on TikTok. I know it's not literally true. I know that's like, mm-hmm. a, you know, that's that's too literary, but there is a truth to the idea that no single man or woman, it's usually always been white men, can have that much power amassed anymore with, I suppose, the exception of an Elon Musk uh, or a Tim Cook. And, and they don't want to play in the same worlds that Rupert was always playing in. He is the last of an era, for better and for worse. A great subject for every media reporter in the world. Great subject for you. You've got a book coming out. We'll come talk to you about it again in the fall. Brian Stelter, nice to see you. Thanks so much.